Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. He calls them nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, sir. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that's seen us too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. News, money, sports, and food and stuff. I don't know what's going on today. We're playing a basketball game, I guess, tomorrow. Texas Tech, Oklahoma at the United Supermarkets Arena. Six o'clock tip on that one. Which it feels like, that feels really late for a Saturday. Not that I like won't be up and watching at 6 p.m., but it seems like... Saturday games are usually at 11 or 2. This time it's at 6 o'clock. We had a lot of conversations in the first two hours about Oklahoma being a must win. It's not a must win. It's a want to win. In some respects, you could argue that it is a need to win if you have some goals on the table. But it's not a must win. Now, it creates a more difficult path forward. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Would you prefer to win this weekend? Of course. And if you are a numbers guy, if you're a sports wagering enthusiast, if you're an analytics guy, Texas Tech is favored and all of those things. Texas Tech... For maybe the only time this year is the better team if everyone's healthy on Saturday. And they aren't. So uh, I really don't know what to think about this game. I did not give a score on the Raiderland. The Raiderland precedes this show every day 11-1. This is the Rob Brush Show. I am the host. You are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. And, and this Oklahoma game is throwing me off. It's throwing me off. I believe Hyatt said 68-61. The line... Let me see. The line in some of the analytical models is about 5. I don't think the line for tomorrow is out yet. No, I don't I don't see it on my uh my source of knowledge on sports wagering. No lines out for tomorrow. Uh, but if you're looking at it here, uh Oklahoma nine and five, Texas Tech ten and four. 
In their last five games, Texas Tech has lost to Kansas and lost to TCU. They covered against TCU, by the way. And then covered and beat South Carolina State, covered and beat Houston Christian, covered and beat Jackson State. With lines of 18.5, and 31.5 going backwards. Oklahoma in the last five has lost by three to Iowa State. Did not cover. That line was three and a half. Lost by one against Texas, 69-70. They covered. It was plus four. Uh, And if you're looking at uh, those two games, they were both in Norman. They beat Florida by nine, 11 days before they played Texas. They beat Central Arkansas, but did not cover And then they lost by 10 to Arkansas. They've played five games since the 10th of December. You've played five games since the 17th. They had a full week gap between the 10th and the 17th. 11-day gap between the 20th and the 31st. Could you argue they're rested? You could. I would not, I would not argue that that's an advantage. They're 0 and 2, two home games, you're 0 and 2. Split between home and road. They lost to a team with no coach. Oh, they're number 6 in the country. They didn't have a head coach. Rodney Terry interim whatever it is. They're going through some changes. Then they lost to Iowa State in Norman. So two two home games. You played Kansas, who I think is the cream of the Big 12 this year. Generally are. And then you played TCU in Fort Worth. Not much of a home field advantage for them, as their entire fan base was in Arizona. Against the spread, Oklahoma 7-7, seven and seven, Texas Tech 6-8. and eight. You're five and five in the last five. Five and five in the last ten against the spread. They're six and four. Three and one against the spread is Oklahoma on the road. You're four and six against the spread at the home arena. Uh, obviously, money line. Eight and one at home is Texas Tech. They are 0 and one in true road games. Seven and two is the favorite is Oklahoma. Texas Tech 0-2 is the underdog, but you will be favored this weekend. If I was setting a line, I would assume that Texas Tech will be favored by, again, it's five in some of the analytical models, four and a half, six and a half. What what are they going to give the United Supermarkets Arena? We kind of balked at the idea that Texas Tech would be favored by one or a dog of one and a half when it closed against Kansas. They favored for some of the day. But closing as a one and a half point underdog to Kansas in the USA, that is big time 
for the respect that the United Supermarkets Arena gets. Uh, is that a four-point cushion, five-point cushion? Are you going to be favored by six, seven when that line finally comes out? Uh, they usually come out about 24 hours before tip-off. So at some point this afternoon or evening, you'll get that line. Texas Tech, Oklahoma. If you want to guess what the line will be, you can. 806-855-3712. As the texts continue to roll in this one. Rob, all caps, screaming at me. Will TCU again shock the nation in playing Georgia close and taking the Bulldogs down to the final two minutes with a chance to win? Or will Georgia's superior receivers and firepower boat race the Frogs? Twelve and a half seems like a lot of points. Twelve and a half is a huge number of points. Uh, TCU plays close games. This game, to me, screams close game. It also screams Georgia covers late. Uh, I would not bet this game with actual real-life money. But as a lean, as a pick, as a sports uh, personality here on the radio, I would lean TCU 12.5. If it got to 13.5... I would I would think about real money if it got to fourteen somehow if some big uh, big bank Georgia Bulldog wants to walk in and put a bunch of money in that line stretches I would definitely bet at fourteen twelve and a half though that's a a pick six late for Max Duggan that's a fumble return when they're doing the fumble ruski stuff that's. That's a late field goal to put it out of reach. That that just feels bad to me, 12 and a half. That, that Georgia could certainly win by 14. Or they're up by 10 and, and they get a defensive touchdown to make it 17 at the end. And, oh, well, this game was closer than the scoreboard says, is what the talking heads will say. Well, probably not, especially if Georgia wins by 17. Ah, oh, this game was further away than just 17. That's what Paul Feinbaum's going to say. It, it should be a good game, though. And I think the most underrated part of, of TCU is this defense. Um, you talk about the offense a lot. You talk about Garrett Riley a lot. But this defense really stood tall when they needed to. And if Georgia wants to come out and try to throw the ball around, which they can, and they don't try to just run it down TCU's throat, which is who the Big 12 has struggled with. That's why Kansas State's always good, even when they're bad. Uh, uh, TCU can absolutely keep this close. Absolutely. I- I'm hedging here, and I'm I'm giving both options, but that's because I don't feel good one way or the other. You, don't, you know, you don't have to bet on every game. That's something I learned uh, early in my betting tenure. If you don't, if you don't feel good about it, if you don't have a strong lean, uh, you don't have to bet it. You don't have to bet every game. That that game was not in my Friday fades. I do not feel strongly about it. TCU could keep it close, yes. Or TCU could get blown out. I have no idea. All right, let's take a break here and we come back.
More text off the text line. We're talking oil today, apparently. People talk about pump jacks and whatever else. It's it's real life now. It's the pump jack mentality here at Texas Tech. Talk about that when we return. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money. Sports. Show Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports, Facts, and Text Line. And this texture says, I think George will beat TCU by big numbers. Lots of screaming today on the text line. Just getting in the mood. Hey, I do hear y'all can do it too. Same texture, Big 12 gives it all that they have. No one ever gives Big 12 in the top. Big 12 gives all that they have. No one ever gives Big 12 in the top. Big 12 gives it all. They have no ever gives... I don't know what that says. Please clarify. Uh, the Big 12... It, oh, man. TCU is uniquely qualified to be here. I think with Oklahoma, they were a, a really bad matchup for who they ran into. They weren't built to beat SEC teams. They were built specifically to beat Big 12 teams. TCU is unique because they have, you know, 20 years of recruiting prowess into their defense. I mean, this is a Gary Patterson roster with really good defenders. Now, the last four or five years of TCU's Gary Patterson era, like, let's just think logically and honestly about this. They were snake bit. They absolutely 100% were. TCU was a better team than they finished every year under Gary Patterson since 2018. They had quarterback injuries. They had offensive coordinator infighting that we talked about all the time. And that's not really snake bitten. That's just poor management. Gary Patterson was running a rudderless ship for the final three years. They had one season, I think it was 2018 or 19, where they had 29 season-ending injuries or players entering the transfer portal. If you have, let's say, 85 scholarship players and 100 people on the roster and you lose 30 of them, that's 30% of your roster and probably mostly scholarship players. And it seemed like that happened every single year and there was dread and all of those players are finally getting... New life. It's like when a shelter dog 
gets to go to a new home. And, and he was sad and flea-ridden, and now he's smiling and not scratching anymore. Max Duggan is the shelter dog who has found a new lease on life. Quentin Johnson, for the first time, is shining as a wide receiver one and getting extreme targets when he's out there. It's like they just forgot he played in a few games before. They did the same thing with Jalen Rager. Just target the best guy. It's not that hard, and they didn't do it for the final three or four years of of Gary Patterson's tenure. But it was never a talent issue. TCU consistently is third in the conference in talent. Consistently recruiting talent. They had eight four-stars signed in this class. You look at all the blue-chip numbers and everything else, they are the next team after Texas and Oklahoma in the old Big 12. Or the medium Big 12. Not the old Big 12. It's the old... I guess we have the old, old Big 12... And then the current the current Big 12? Is that what we're calling it? And then the new Big 12? What are we going to call this Big 12 when we're in the new Big 12? Is that just the Big 12? And then and then you have the Big 12. In Big 12 2.0, TCU has consistently what about the starting been... What numbering? Just <laughs> yeah. Big 12 3. Big 12 2, yeah. Earth or 2. Maybe we'll multiply it. Yeah, on Earth 2, uh, we have a current TCU roster who's been consistently recruiting... As the third team. And, and this year, they've shown it. They've not shown it in the last four years, but they showed it this year. With Texas Tech, they were just deeper than you, and they finished the game, and you didn't. Kansas. Deeper than Kansas, they finished the game. Oklahoma State, they finished the game. They've also been really well coached. And they kind of had that magical once in a once in a generation uniting thing in that stupid frog, the hypnotoad. I mean, it's I don't want to like it, but I do. I love the hypnotoad, and that's from Futurama. Yeah, it's the same. Oh, the Futurama hypnotoad. Yeah, they, oh, you know they, what? I did see that during that yes. last tech game. That's yeah. Great. They, they use it. They they use the hypnotoad, and it's. It's all in, and... I always thought Hypnototo's a pretty good bit in Futurama. It's a great bit in Futurama. It's a great bit for TCU. The We went to the TCU-Texas Tech game live. The largest cheer of the day for an undefeated TCU team was that damn Hypnotoad on the Jumbotron. It was amazing. They love the Hypnotoad. They've gotten behind it. Uh, and this is a fan base... That as much as we knock them, and we do, have really been good down the stretch for TCU. Now, they didn't win the Big 12 championship. But they made the playoff. They beat Michigan. They held them off late. Well, Michigan's bigger. Michigan has an NFL offensive line. They're going to run all over TCU, just like they ran all over Ohio State. Did they? Well, but Georgia's an NFL roster. And TCU isn't. You saw a Baylor team that won the Big 12 the year before that had seven NFL draft picks, and Jalen Petrie is my pick for defensive rookie of the year. 
He's not going to get it because he plays for the Texans, but... There's NFL talent in the Big 12. It's fairly obvious to me. And TCU has a lot of it this year. And I think that'll be proven in the coming seasons. Back to the text line. And you know what? That's going to seem... Uh, off the, this is not on the text. This is me speaking. Uh, that's going to seem like I'm cheering for TCU. I'm not. I don't, I don't care if TCU loses by 40. Uh... I, I keep fighting conference guy. I do. I keep fighting conference guy. He's deep within me. It's important for the Big 12 to look good. It is. You're in a pivotal, pivotal situation where you could really assert yourself as a conference that deserves to be at the table with the SEC and the Big 10. And in that respect, It would be fine if TCU won a national championship. Did I love that Baylor won a basketball championship? Did I love that Kansas won the next one? Especially after Texas Tech lost in overtime, and then you go back-to-back with Big 12 champions? No. But the Big 12 has never recruited better as a conference. Baylor, five stars. Willy-nilly. Getting all the talent. Kansas, recruiting better than ever. Iowa State is recruiting incredibly. Texas Tech is recruiting better than they've ever recruited for large stretches of time. People, players, young men want to test themselves in the best conference in the world. And that is the Big 12. All the best players used to go to the Big East. All the best players are coming to the Big 12. If you can shift the narrative and include yourself, you're not going to beat the SEC this year because you win one national championship. You're not going to replace the Big 10 because people still think money is king. And it is to a certain extent, but it's not everything. But if you could just sit yourself and say, did you see USC, the best team in the Pac-12? Did you see Utah? Did you see TCU? Did you see Texas Tech? You just have to start. You don't have to change the narrative. You can just start shifting the narrative. And I believe you could do that with with TCU just covering. (laughs) And that would be the dream. But if TCU wins, you know what? Kudos to Sonny. I would not be bitter. I would try not to be bitter. We're going to come back to these uh, texts when we come back. It's time for another break. We've also got some uh, texts on the personal line. We'll get to those too. Talk about old people in the text line. We'll do it when we come back. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports.
Welcome back to Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports Chiefs Raiders tomorrow. Allow me to put my conspiracy theory hat on. The NFL would prefer to have logistical issues solved before the playoffs start. If the Bills win and the Chiefs lose, the Bills will be the one seed and host throughout. There will be no weird neutral site playoff games. Take that how you will. This text, hey Rob, are you a big golf guy? Thinking about going golfing this weekend or at least going to the range, good idea or nah? Let's check the weather. It's uh, very nice today. I wouldn't say I'm a big golf guy. Uh, I am a golf guy, though. I need to go. Uh, It's 69 degrees right now. Very nice. I do want to go to uh, play it again sports and try to get some new golf clubs. No free ads. But uh, I think I might run over there. Uh, Saturday, high of 55. Cloudy. Sunday, high of 60. Also no free ads. I don't know who this texture is. If you know me personally, uh, I've been wanting to go to that Texas Wedge place. No free ads again. Uh, but that is a golf simulator slash bar. That sounds really cool. I've never been over there. Um, again, no free ads. I've just done it twice in a row. But I would like to see both of those uh, come to fruition. I'm not a big winter golf guy. It's it's. I, I mean... I'm sure these places keep the the grounds immaculately here in Lubbock, but also if you've been in Lubbock any time, my favorite golf course used to be Elm Grove. That's how long ago I was really into golf. And then I played, uh, well, I played Reese quite a bit in high school. I was on the golf team. I was the golf manager, um, which just means I was like the seventh alternate. But I did, uh, I was on the golf, I was in the golf bus. Golf guy, I don't know, but I do enjoy a good round once in a while. Uh, we've got another voice. Okay, we got another voice, uh, voice to text, but it's like a voicemail. Maybe I'll try to listen to that in the next break. Uh, go dogs? Question mark. A few years ago, every TCU player failed a drug test. Yes, or at least Casey Paul. If you know, you know. Rob, isn't it a strong trend of teams never getting to playoffs that finally make it in sports usually have a letdown in the championship game? I I would assume I look, Georgia will probably win. But two things are true here. Teams that finally make it to championship games generally fail, yes. They have to go a few times before they finally break through. Also, it is really freaking hard to win twice in a row. It just is. And you know where Georgia is today? Heading into Monday? Going into their second straight national championship game, and they won the last one. You could, I could sit here and coherently say reasons that Georgia will win and reasons that TCU will win. 
If I was on a national uh, talk show and really cared about talking about the game, even though I've already spent 20 minutes on it today, I would uh, prepare, and maybe we do this Monday. You know what? We're going to do this Monday. Segment one, I'll be TCU guy. Segment two, I'll be Georgia guy. I'll give you both ways. But the game is Monday, so we have another day to talk about it. And that's also spoken like a true <laughs> a true uh, man who's had his heart broken. Or woman, I don't know. Uh, but yes, there is a strong trend of teams of never getting to playoffs that finally make it. Uh, just look at Texas Tech against Virginia. How far does UT fall now? Did you think they were at least talented enough to be a Final Four team with Beard this year? I did from the texter. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, they are certainly more talented than last year. Uh, and I said early this year that I thought Texas might have been Chris Beard's most talented team that he's ever had. Um, I thought that Keenan Evans team, if Keenan had been healthy throughout the year, and then that following year where Jarrett Culver was the player of the year and actually got to the championship game, and this year were all three really good teams. I would be really interested in one of those fantasy matchups where this team played that team. Um, does this team currently have the mental toughness to overcome a losing the head coach and B just the normal stuff you always have to overcome? Uh, they're one and one and got boat raced by Kansas state or maybe not boat raced, but Kansas state scored a lot of points. Texas also scored more than a hundred. This is, it was Chris Beard's best offense. And they have what it takes to be in the Final Four. Uh, and Rodney Terry's not a bad basketball coach. And now that this is out of the way, maybe they get back to what they were. But, uh, I mean, playing Oklahoma in Norman with a one-point win, you do not complain about road wins in the Big 12. And then losing at home the way they did against Kansas State, they don't look like a Final Four team. But I do think that they are talented, and the team that's left behind is also left behind with a good coaching staff. Say what you want about Ogden. Say what you want about the uh, special assistant to the head coach. I can't even remember his name. Bob Donawald just came to me. <laughs> Look at me pulling out names out of my the back of my head. The Mind Palace. They're good. Again, ask me in two weeks. How they respond? They're certainly talented enough. They might be the most talented team in the Big 12. I'm not afraid to say that. They have Tyrese Hunter, the freshman of the year in the Big 12 from Iowa State. Now there, Marcus Carr has been playing really well. They have several bigs that are back for another year. They seem to have really gelled. After some rough stretches last year, adjusting to Chris Beard, the Moody Center is amazing, and it only needs to be full like by five thousand people to sound good and look good on TV. They really only need a lower bowl. I, it's set up well for Texas to be good in the Big Twelve and to make a tournament run. Yes, even without Chris Beard. And again. Chris Beard's biggest strengths were recruiting. Well, the team's already built. Getting fans involved. Well, they're involved. 
and then motivating on game day. You can find somebody else, right? Be SEC guy and complain about no tailgating at SoFi. I can just be me guy and complain about no tailgating at SoFi Stadium. That is ridiculous. That is such a part of college football. Do they not tailgate at Rams games? Do they not tailgate at Chargers games? I mean, no wonder. No wonder those fans stink. Uh, and, and if you're looking at uh, the Super Bowl last year, that was at SoFi. Did they not tailgate at the Super Bowl? No tailgating? Well, it's the college guys. They're not. They're not. They're not allowed. These NFL fans are sophisticated enough to understand, uh, but these college fans—they don't get it. I don't know what that is. Uh, don't you hate when you fart and it comes with a side of gravy? I still don't know what this guy's talking about. Uh, we have the longest win streak in all of the Big 12 for football currently. Who's we? Texas Tech? I guess that's true. You won four in a row. TCU. Kansas State lost uh, their bowl game. TCU lost in the Big 12 title game. Hang the banner, baby. Texas Tech, longest win streak in the Big 12 currently. Football. I guess I was a brain fart earlier with the uh, the broken sentence. Uh, Texas wedge is awesome. That was off the text line. I want to go. That looks really cool. Um, and then this one, the, this is the old people text I was talking about as we had to break. Uh, the old timers that love Spike want Sonny to win no matter what. And I think there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, well, don't we love West Texas? Isn't, isn't Sonny still from West Texas? Isn't he a Dykes? Don't we have that brand loyalty for West Texas people that go off and conquer bigger and better? Isn't it said from here it's possible? The Coronado, the Texas Tech legend Sonny Dykes goes off and wins one for TCU. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll cheer for Sonny. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Welcome back. It's the Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Lots of uh, text rolling in still. The SoFi Los Angeles National Championship venue is not allowing tailgating. Uh, another texter says that tailgating happens at Rams games, but in an adjacent area. Uh, surely that's available for the college football playoff too, and that's just kind of a a blow up that that didn't need to blow up. May uh, hopefully, 
Hopefully there is some adjacent area where fans can enjoy the day before they go to the national championship game. That it just seems like well and you know what maybe you maybe you don't uh, tailgate much on the road. I mean you're not uh, I, you're not driving down with a grill. If you're flying in but surely there's some some way to get some kind of atmosphere outside the stadium. I, and maybe that is what it is. Maybe you don't uh, maybe you don't tailgate at the Super Bowl. I don't know. If it's not local. I mean, when Tampa Bay fans played in Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, they probably tailgated. But if you're flying in to Las Vegas for the 2027 Super Bowl, I'm assuming you're not, uh, you know, putting a grill in the carry-on. I don't know, though. Uh, this off the text line. I love that you address me. All of you address me. You always put Rob first. I I know. It's only me. You could text Connor, too, I guess. Rob. Yeah, that's me. At each of Sonny Dyke's other head coaching stops, he didn't wow the fan base except SMU maybe the last two years. He certainly wowed him at SMU. And I think he did what he did at uh, Louisiana Tech despite a long history. And at Cal, nobody won at Cal. Cal's a historically hard job to be at. Uh, Obviously, great talent on inherited team always makes coaches look good. Do you see him as a true gem of a coach? Maybe another Vince Lombardi? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think Sonny Dykes has been a good head coach at all of his stops. I thought uh, it was a a bad fit at Cal. Uh, But he figured out some really, really good things at SMU and then took them all to TCU. Can he be a really good head coach at TCU? Yes. Do I think Sonny Dykes makes some baffling decisions in late games often? Yes. But I disagree with a lot of coaches a lot of times. As the, you know, Big 12's leading foremost offensive opinionist. But yeah, I I would put Sonny Dykes as a top four head coach in the Big 12 right now. And it's always more about fit than talent. You can be a really head coach in a bad fit and not shine. That happens in every job across every landscape. You can be the best architect in the world, but be so far out of your comfort zone that it takes either a long time to adjust Or you just move on to your next job because it was a terrible fit. Culture or, I don't know, maybe you're in a a new state that has a bunch of different regulations that you don't, that you have to learn and it's just a bad fit. You have to move on. But for now, I think Sonny Dykes is basically in year five of being DFW's head coach. And it wasn't a huge learning curve. And I think that was a huge bump for year one. He walked into a loaded, warm bed. That's a huge bump for year one. 
He kept his coaching staff mostly intact. At least that offensive coordinator and offensive staff, that is a huge bump in year one. Can he do it in year two, three, four, five? I don't know. They also brought in 14 transfers that were all pretty impactful, including a linebacker who could have been the best linebacker in the Big 12. What Sonny did at SMU translates nicely to the Big 12. What TCU has done in the last 10 years translates translates really nicely to the new Big 12. If I had to pick three schools that were in a very good position moving forward, it would be TCU at number one in football. It would be Kansas State at number two in football in the new Big 12. And then it would be Texas Tech. So no, I don't think Sonny Dykes is the next Nick Saban, but he could be the next... I don't know, Gary Patterson. All right, we'll see you Monday. National Championship game played Monday. We'll recap Texas and Oklahoma, Texas Tech and Oklahoma on the Raiderland, 11 a.m. See you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.